And we have Dr. Brad Shapiro in with us for Your Journey to Health, and he has a special guest. Brad, if you would, our standard disclaimer and our sponsors. Yes, sir. Standard disclaimer. Please understand that we are not trying to treat you over the airwaves. So if you do have a health care concern or if we talk about anything that sparks your interest, please seek out the health care provider of your choice, whether it's chiropractor like myself, physical therapist, medical doctor, massage therapist, dentist, whatever the case may be, please seek out the health care provider of your choice. Then I want to mention our sponsors. First, we have Unstoppable Church, headed up by Pastor Brad Brinkley and staff. A great group of people. They do a rock and roll worship service, and then they're affiliated with a large group called Life Church out of Oklahoma. They are doing Sunday morning services, and you can reach them at area code 931-649-2909. Again, that's area code 931-649-2909. If you're looking for something different or if you just haven't been to church in a while, definitely recommend that you check them out. Second sponsor is Winchester Family Dentistry, headed up by Dr. Garrett Orr and staff. Another great group of people. They do standard teeth cleanings, wisdom teeth removal, everything in between. You can reach them at area code 931-967-4143. Again, that's area code 931-967-4143. And they are accepting new patients. Absolutely. Good to be back from uh, vacation. And honestly, I was thinking about Ultimate Health Chiropractic at one point in my vacation. Okay. We were going up and down these really steep steps uh, in the USS Alabama battleship. Okay. Then later on, the same thing when we're in the... uh, uh, U.S. sub drum and dipping way up and way down, bending over and all that, all that stuff. And I've got to tell you, uh, my back was hurting a tad. <laughs> I can imagine. But anyway, uh, and again, it really gives you uh, a newfound appreciation for all your veterans when you think about what they went through on those vessels. And so all of you, uh, thank you for your service. So I'm just going to turn it over to you guys. Yes. No, sounds great. Um, You know, we are doing a very special show this morning. I'm very, very excited. I've got an awesome guest, Garrett Masters. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's it going? I'm doing great. You doing okay? Yes, sir. So to give you some background real quick, Garrett is my running coach. So I've talked about the fact that I hired a a, a trainer, somebody to help me with running. We've talked about this over the last several weeks, but it's really made a big difference for me. And how this came to be is in 2020, during the the heat of COVID and and some of those uh, special circumstances that we all went through, I must admit, I slacked off a little bit with my exercise. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of people put on weight. A lot of people didn't exercise or they weren't as health conscious as they normally would have been. And so for me personally, I knew I had to figure something out. I knew I needed kind of a, a shock to the system in a way to reset things. And so Garrett, he's actually the son of very close friends of ours, the Masters family. I knew that Garrett was a um, an avid runner. He's a high school runner. He's an excellent runner. He's placed in uh, the top one or two on several in several races that he's done. And so we just started talking, and we thought, well, hey, maybe you could train me. Maybe you could train me over the next 90 days, and let's see what we can do. And then from there, just things progressed. And he got me set up with all kinds of neat uh, apps and equipment and everything I needed. And it's just really been great. But um, what what can you tell people as far as um, how you got into running and some of the things you think about when it comes to helping other people learn how to run more effectively? Yeah, for sure. So I guess, like, my story started back in eighth grade. Um, 
judging from how I look and just my personality, you would think that, you know, I was born to run, like this was my sport, but no, I was very hesitant to jump in. Uh, I didn't want to get my feet wet. It just, I guess I was just unsure of myself and I didn't want to, you know, put myself out there. But once I, you know, got into it and kind of got into the groove of it, I was, I just felt like this sport, I, I was built for this sport. Um... For anybody who is wanting to get into running, I would just recommend that, like, consistency is the biggest thing. Consistency mm. and drive. I mean, I would say that drives really anybody when it comes to something they're passionate about. But without that consistency or that drive, I mean, you're not going to get that far. And sure. So. No, no, that's a great point. As, as Garrett and I talked about goals, you know, he would ask mm -hmm. me, well, what's your goal when it comes to running? Do you want to be faster? Do you want to increase your distance? What do you want to do? And the number one goal that we talked about and we continue to talk about is consistency. Yeah, for sure. I just kept saying, man, if you can just get me consistently running every week, <laughs> I'll feel like I've won the Super Bowl. Um, and he's done a fantastic job at doing that. He really is, is always encouraging. He's always sending me text messages. He's always just very, very supportive on things we can try and, and new strategies, and I've really, really appreciated it very, oh, very much. I appreciate that, too. Thank you so much. <laughs> so if you need a good running coach, definitely recommend Garrett for sure. <laughs> but um, tell people, one of the things I've talked about is uh, Strava and, like, the Garmin watches. Yeah. Tell people that just about some of the equipment that's out there and the, and the value that you see in having those things. Yeah, for sure. So running, it's kind of funny. Whenever you first think of running, I mean – most people would just think, oh, you just need some running clothes and some shoes, and that's about it. And for the most part, I would say that's true. You really don't need a lot of equipment to get yourself started. But for me personally, I like to track my stats on just just seeing how I've progressed, seeing how others progress, using that to strategize for upcoming races, using that to, I guess, just gauge how others are doing. And so two pieces of equipment, as Brad called them, that I like to use is an app on my phone called Strava, and then... Um, I like using running watches. Now, in my opinion, the best running watch out there is Garmin, hands down. They are literally built for running, mostly other sports too, but they are designed specifically with running in mind. There's not tons of bells and whistles attached. There's not a bunch of extra gimmicks trying to get you to sell it. It's, it's literally just composed of the stats you need, the tools you need, stuff for like pacing, training, um, different routines, your, just different stuff like that. And then something that's kind of doubled down on that is an app called Strava. Now what Strava is, it's an app on your phone. Uh, it's used by several different sports just to keep up with their progress, like swimming, biking, um, even like mountain climbing and walking, you can use it. But I've seen it primarily utilized by other runners. And basically what Strava does is it uses the components of a training app while also benefiting from the aspects of social media such as Facebook or Instagram. So when you upload your fitness activity, it shows how you've progressed, uh, it shows different records, you, personal records you've broken, it shows the distance, the speed, the time, the pace, you can even get into stuff like heart rate, cadence, all that different stuff, but it also has the benefit of showing how others are doing, and so you can kind of keep up with how other people are strategizing how much they've progressed, how much they've gotten you know, good or bad, or how much their consistency is built, and if you're like me, and you want to try to win that upcoming race, you can use that to help strategize against who you're running against, and kind of use it to scout them out, Sure, so it's a really helpful app to use. No, no, that makes sense, um, and just to give you guys some background, 
these are the two pieces of equipment that Garrett recommended for me, and so I got the um, the Garmin watch, the Forerunner, is what he recommended. To give you an idea, I think I paid about 150 bucks for the Forerunner watch that I got. So not terribly expensive. Honestly, if you compare that to the investment that you'll make in a lot of other sports, I know I spent a whole lot more money in, on uh, soccer equipment when I played soccer, uh, baseball equipment, some other things. So it's 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 a pretty cheap investment if you want to get into running, whether it's just at a real casual level or if you want to be competitive like what Garrett's decided to do and what he does through his uh, high school running team. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, um, but yeah, so it just really makes sense. What would you tell people that are hesitant about running or they're hesitant about getting back in shape, what would you tell people? What's the value of running and what's, uh, what are some steps they can take to get just healthier from an exercise standpoint? That's a very, that's a very good question. Um, so I would say this when it comes to literally anything that someone's wanting to jump in, running, art, making movies, whatever the case may be, I would say it's all about just taking that first step forward. Uh, it's it might seem really like you don't know what the future holds and you might be very hesitant like me when jump first jumping into it, but I'd say just give it a try. I get that sometimes like a certain sport's not for everybody, but I'd say just give it a try. Give it like maybe a week, 10 days, maybe set a goal, and if it's just not hitting you in the same way it hit me or other athletes, then I guess you just know it isn't for you. But I'd say if you're willing to give it a chance, and this again literally applies to anything worth doing in life, I would say just, you know, put that first, you put your foot forward and give it that first step. You never know what could, you never know what could, how that could affect you in the long run, um, pun intended. Uh, and then with, if you're wanting to get more into it, I would say just seek out other people who are also in that sport if we're talking about running specifically because, man, I've learned just like having other people, other athletes there to help me, just keep me accountable, to help give me tips and pointers when I am like unsure of what to do has been really super helpful as well. Plus it's just nice to have someone to talk to or someone to bounce back ideas off of again when it comes to running and it just you know helps me push myself to get better and improve as both an athlete and I guess a person as well. Sure. I think that's a great answer. One of the things you touched on that we talk a lot about on the show is just the idea of an authority on the subject. Um, so you touched on this idea of if you want to get into it, get around other runners that have some experience, that have a decent background in running, and you can just learn so much that way. For sure, yeah. And I've really found whether it's nutrition, whether it's exercise, whether it's money or uh, any area of life, if you want to learn more about something, it really helps to get around people that have some experience in that area that can really help you know where the landmines are so avoid some of the, the mistakes they can help you understand strategies to improve your efficiency and your effectiveness so it just makes the learning curve much smoother if you do it with somebody with some experience and that's really that's a lot of what Garrett did with me is just he's an experienced runner you know for his age um, he's a young man he's are you 17 or 18 yes I'm 17 17 yeah so he's a junior gonna be a senior next year but it really has been helpful to have somebody like him that really just eats, breathes, and sleeps running because <laughs> yeah, he really does love it, and he's got a passion for it, and his passion is contagious. That's another thing that really happens when you get around people with a, a passion or an enthusiasm is it does become contagious, and so I'm more encouraged to get out there and run. Um, I'm more encouraged to want to want to get into it, but, um, but yeah, it's really been helpful. Oh, thank you, and I'm... I'm like I'm sure many people would say I'm still I'm still learning my way around the sport. I'm certainly not 
the best runner out there or I'm not, you know, the top dog or whatever, but I, w- I will say that me, just like you said, with my experience, I have came enough to where I feel like I'm comfortable saying I know en- enough about the sport to help others, but I've still got a long ways to go, man. I'm still getting there. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's another good thing about Garrett is he's a... He's got a healthy level of uh, humility, and, and um, it's a good thing for sure to be around to, to somebody that can help you, but also recognizes that he's got some things to learn too. Because we're all we're all in that same category. A lot of times, people look at me as a an expert on natural health care, and believe me, I'm learning new things every day. Uh, there's so much information out there. There's so many people out there that have areas of expertise that I'm clueless about, and so we're just we're all learning from each other. But um, what uh, what are you doing with some of the other people that you, you train with? Like, give us an idea, and you don't have to give specific names, but give us an idea of the uh, the different levels that people are at. So, you know, me compared to, you know, somebody else you might be working with compared to somebody else. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of an interesting question because there's several different angles to that. So for one, because I'm on a team that runs for my school and everything, there's different people that I, you know, help give pointers to and help learn off of them and so with the people who are actually on my team I would say it's just been really cool to see several of them grow going from where I was about three years ago with you know not a clue in the world barely being able to run a mile to these guys you know running stuff that in my mind is like super it's been super cool to see them accomplished to to do that on in the sport but with someone like you who I kind of was having to start a bit from scratch from I mean you you've obviously had experience with races i know that you do different events like the spartan race and you like to do local 5ks and you you're an ex- you have experience with sports i also know that you played soccer in was it high school or college uh high school high, high school. school okay gotcha so i know that you are experienced with athletics but with someone like you with running i just it was all about that first step what like we were saying before it was all just about getting in there jumping in and just seeing where the wind takes you but i've got some other friends in my life who for whatever reason this year, maybe it was how COVID affected certain sports. Maybe it was just a different mindset of going into a different sport. But I've just been really, I've just been really like pointed toward a goal of helping others get into something that I'm personally passionate about. That way, I can have, you know, I can get my friends to do it with me. But also just to see if it's, you know, if maybe that doorway will open up for someone else. So like, I know I won't give any names, but I've got a buddy of mine who is essentially starting from scratch. They've never really done running except for maybe, you know, just kind of for fun or for, like, school purposes. And so to see them going from barely being able to run a minute to recently they were able to break five, like, excuse me, um, half a mile for the first time without stopping. I mean, that was very, very encouraging, and that was very motivating, especially since I got to witness that before one of my big races recently. Um, I have another buddy of mine who just wants to stay consistent, and I keep telling him, if you just let me run with you, and we can just, you know, get out there every day, I'm sure that will build up on them. And so it's been really cool just to see other people get better and just to see that work off. And it, it, personally, it's been very motivating for me because it shows that we're, you know, I'm not the only one striving for something great. Sure. No, that makes sense. It's, uh, and I think it's great that you have a heart for helping other people. Um, service is huge in this stuff, and 
and I, I had a good buddy, a business coach that I had for a lot of a lot of years, and he used to just love to say, "With the rising tide, all ships rise." Mm-hmm. You know, and running is is no exception. Um, it's neat to see other people excel. It's neat to see other people do well in anything, including running. So I think that's great that you're pouring into people. Um, you're in Garrett comes from a family of of a lot of people that pour into people. I'm actually meeting with his dad tonight to go running, and uh, his dad Jim is is definitely somebody that loves to pour into people and help them. Uh, be supported in their visions and their goals. And so, um, yeah, I think that's an awesome thing. Uh, you might not know this. I'm actually a runner, too. I run from <laughs> I run from here to the coffee maker and back every morning. Man, consistency. Religiously. <laughs> yeah. consistency. Yes. I've got a question for you. Um, and I, th- I think I may have experienced this just a little bit in, in my vacation. My wife and I drove down to Florida and back. And I know that getting ready to leave out for Florida and then coming home from Florida, we were looking at a 10-hour trip each way. And and I told her, I said, you know, I I, I said, thinking about this, uh, Linda, I said, thinking about this, if I look at it in in the uh, frame of mind, okay, I've got 10 hours of driving ahead of me, that, that can be a little bit overwhelming. But what we would do, we would talk about what, pieces of the trip were coming up we're almost to so-and-so we're almost to this town this town this town do you guys do the same thing when you the spartan run or the long distance running um and that you you take a look what what goes through your mind when you do a long distance running either one of you do do you do you compartmentalize it or whatever to where you think okay the next step is this the next Mm. step is this to where it doesn't look so daunting as far as having such a long distance ahead of you. Yeah, that's a really... What goes through your head? So that's a really, really good observation. I mean, I would say that's just something that's really good to apply to really anything in life worth doing. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking specifically sports-related and running and stuff, um, that really honestly just comes down to what distance or what what you're trying to do. So, for example, since I just wrapped up my season in track, we with depending on the event, you'll actually break down how much distance-wise within the event you need to try to hit. So, for example, I recently raced the the 1600 or the mile at my most recent meet, and so my my, my personal trainer, he gave me different, um, first of all, different paces to try to hit per lap. So a 1600 is four laps of the track, a single lap of the track is a 400, and so he would basically give me different um, times to try to hit per lap. So mm-hmm. the first lap would start more than likely start out pretty fast just because everybody's in the front, everybody's taking out really hard, but some of the best runners that I've ever seen almost never start out in the very front. They usually let mm-hmm. everybody take the win for them. They usually let them, you know, use that as kind of a way to, I think it's called drafting, by working off of them and kind of getting their energy back while letting the people who are using up all theirs in the front mm-hmm. and then using that to pick them off one by one. So about the first two laps of the 1600, you're mainly just wanting to kind of, depending on what you're wanting to do, sometimes people are trying to, you know, they're able to maintain a really fast pace and lead the pack. Other people, like me, need someone to kind of take the win for them and just sort of sit and wait and see what happens. But at around the halfway mark, again, speaking from personal experience, that's when stuff starts to get interesting. That's when people either start falling behind or speeding up. Mm-hmm. And that's when you really need to start getting your mind into the game. And then within the, fir- the final lap is when it starts to really pick up. You really That's like, for me personally, since I'm not really someone who can just burst with energy in a run, I need some build-up, I, I need some distance within me because I am not a speed guy. I need, I'll do long distance any day over a mm-hmm. speed run. But... 
for me personally, around it's around this time then when I need to start. Okay, I need to start picking up the pace. This mm-hmm. is where this is where I either I'm going to make it or break it. And then for about the last. I'd say 150 meters, that's usually where, especially in the final part of a race, especially if you're nearby someone, that's when it gets intense. Everybody's, you know, booking it towards the finish line. People are really picking it up the pace. Sometimes it turns into a full-out sprint, and that's when stuff really gets intense. Um, And so it's all about, a lot of times it's just breaking it down into bite-sized parts Mm -hmm. and trying to hit certain stuff because, I mean, if you're going for time, then obviously you want specific times per lap. If you're going for placement, well, I mean, it's cool that you might get a good time, but, I mean, you're just wanting to win, right? You're mm-hmm. just wanting to, you know, be the first person to finish the line. Um, how, however, with, like, stuff like long runs, I really like how you're putting it, just breaking it down mm-hmm. by different steps. So for with the long run, it's just hitting it mile per mile per mile per mile and just using that and using that as a, kind of a distraction mm-hmm. to focus on other stuff. And it isn't this just focusing in the moment, not being daunted by, oh, wow, I've got this many miles left. Oh, this is going to take so long. This is going to be so hard. No, focus on other stuff. Focus on your breathing. Mm-hmm. Focus on what's, what pace am I wanting to hit. Maybe focus on how your form is doing, how your footwork is doing. Heck, if you are like me, you might need something else to distract you, so maybe throw on some music and focusing on that to help. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe just keep your mind off the run. Maybe keep, your, you know, keep yourself distracted. And so... It's like you said. It's all about just breaking it down, and I actually thought that was a really mm-hmm. that was a really good thing. So thanks for asking that. That was a really good observation. Well, there you go. Hey, let me ask you uh, uh, just a real quick description. I know we're short on time. Sure. Real quick description on on the Spartan race that involves what? So Spartan races, they're um, obstacle course races. So mm-hmm. it's it's built around the Spartan culture. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a neat thing to, to be a part of. They really rev up the whole mm-hmm. history of the Spartan races. Um, but you go through obstacles. There's different distances. So you've got what's called a sprint, which mm-hmm. is a shorter Spartan race. Then you've got a super, and then you've got a beast. Mm-hmm. And so the sprint is the shortest. The beast is the longest. Uh, but they're pretty intense. They vary depending on where you you do them. So, for instance, some of the there's some beasts in Central Florida mm-hmm. that it's pretty flat. It's I mean it's still intense. You'll probably cover about 14 miles mm-hmm. along with obstacles along the way. Uh, but then there's other beast race races that are in areas like Colorado where you might start at the bottom of a ski lift hill mm-hmm. and have to run up that ski lift hill without the uh, the benefit of the the chair. I'll t- I'll take the word for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and and whether it's a Spartan race like you or competitive races like his, you can be in the best physical shape possible with all the training and everything else, but if you're not prepared mentally, For sure. then you're in a real disadvantage. How much of it's mental, whether it's the Spartan or the competitive? I think that's a massive chunk. I, um, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. It's actually mm-hmm. kind of crazy how much of a mental sport running is. Like people who aren't necessarily familiar with running, whenever I talk to them, they're like, oh, it's not, just go out and run harder, but like like you said, being kind of daunted by just how long a certain run is or how fast you have to go can really, really eat away at your brain. And mm-hmm. if you can't use that as kind of a fuel for your fire or like trying to, you know, get your head in the game or really just focus on, you know, what you're wanting to do, I mean, that can totally, 
that can totally mess up a really good run or really damage how you approach a race. And mm -hmm. having a good mindset and just being positive can really, really, truly make the difference. Mm -hmm. Well, and especially in your case, Brand, another big part of it is knowing that everything that you're doing from a health uh, standpoint, everything that you're doing is contributing toward your ultimate health. So that, that's one thing that really drives you. Yes. You know, you have to figure out what that right combination is for people and then help them develop the right mindset. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of what I'll do from a mental-emotional standpoint is, like we talked about in past shows, I do some mental-emotional techniques. There's mm -hmm. ways to reboot the brain around emotions, kind of like rebooting a computer around a virus. Mm -hmm. But that really can, can be huge with sports or anything else because you're trying to figure out what are the triggers, what are the mental-emotional aspects that are really holding this person back. Do they have any limiting beliefs? Do they just have it in their head that there's no way possible for them to ever run further than a half a mile? Or is that a limiting belief that once we break through that and they really have some vision, they can start to see themselves, well, maybe I could run a mile, or maybe mm -hmm. I could run two miles, or maybe I could do more than I ever imagined. But the mental-emotional aspect, like we're talking about, is huge. Mm -hmm. uh, so much of this stuff really begins in your, in your mind, and, and the body really will follow the mind long-term, depending on um, what you focus on and where your mindset is, is at. And his name is Garrett, right? Garrett Masters, yeah, yes. Garrett, uh, so what you're telling me, Garrett, is that when I do my morning jog to the coffee maker, <laughs> yes. I need to pace myself going through the lobby, then full sprint once I hit the hallway. Sure, yeah, if you want to, yes. There yeah. you go, I got it. And just the sheer fact that you're doing it every morning must account for something, right? Consistency. There, that's it. There you go. There there we go. Comments. Yes, sir. Enjoyed it. Yes, yes. Well, it was a great show. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on air. I really enjoyed our talk. Good, good, good. Well, once again, my name is Dr. Brad Shapiro with Ultimate Health. We are available five days a week, Monday through Friday. If you'd like to be seen at our Winchester office, we're available on Mondays and Fridays. Or if you'd like to be seen in our Manchester office, we can see you on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or Thursdays. You can reach us at area code 931-967-6308. Again, that's area code 931-967-6308. If you know you want to be a patient you know you want to get started, then call us up. Or if you have any questions, concerns, if you have any questions about running or exercise or nutrition or whatever, you can book a free consultation. We'll sit down with you, answer those questions, handle those concerns. If it does make sense to move forward, the exam, x-rays, those types of things, then there will be charges. But if not, no big deal. We'll um, do our best to get you in the hands of somebody who can help you. Also, I want to encourage you to like us on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash ultimatechiropractic. And then last but not least, check out our website at www.ultimatehealthtn.com. And you'll also be able to find the podcast version of this radio show on both our Facebook page and our website. So look for that. Uh, but this was a lot of fun. Thanks for, for joining us, Garrett. And we'll have to do it again soon. Yes, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks again. <laughs> All right. Take care.